the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. You likely know I've got an event coming up this week in Palo Alto. I guess I do what would refer to as retirement workshops with CFP Chad Burton. Thursday from 10, from 11 to 1 in the morning, it's 10 pillars of retirement income. So 11 in the morning till 1 in the afternoon. Lunch is served. Uh, reducing risk with diversification. Estate planning tips. Um, 10 pillars of retirement income. Very, very, very important. You really want to have a plan so that you're earning money when you're in retirement, even if you're not going to work. So that's from 11 to 1. You can still sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. In the, in the evening, 630 to 830, CFP Chad Burton and myself will be doing a workshop designed for people at or in retirement who are looking for ways to generate secure, steady income in retirement and some of the complex issues dealing with wealth preservation and retirement planning. Joining me now to talk about these events this Thursday, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, California is doing something to essentially force retirement savings. What is that? It's something that just popped into my mind this morning, and I was needed to go back and check on it because it was a law that was passed in last September, signed into law anyways. It's called the California Secure Choice Retirement Savings Investment Board. Um, so it's a little bit of a, a mouthful, and sure. honestly, Rob, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not sure if it's even up and running and if it's going to be up and running in time. But And when you read the site, it's a little bit confusing because... Eligible employees with more than 100 employees will be mandated to participate within 12 months after the program is open for enrollment, but employers with more than 50 employees will be mandated to participate within 24 months. So it's kind of written backwards. It should go okay. you know, 0 to 50, 50 to 100, and 100 more, which will be 36 months to uh, participate. But essentially, uh, California, Oregon, Iowa, those are three of the couple of states that have tried to force retirement savings because they are seeing this problem that's in America where the majority of people have not saved for retirement, unfortunately. Social Security, you know, is is a system that 
luckily we have the millennials, otherwise it'd be just definitely going broke. But they're they're going to have to provide a way for people to participate in this kind of open IRA slash 401k plan that California is apparently going to kind of uh, sponsor. Um, so it's a little bit unclear exactly how it's going to work or if it's going to be set up, but basically if you're an employer, you need to become aware of these rules, and at some point you're going to have to either offer your own plan or allow your employees to participate in the California plan that's eventually going to be rolled out here. What's interesting about that is Hillary Clinton, eight years ago, ran an election, and one of the things she said was, I'd like to make 401ks mandatory in the United States. I was like, I'd vote for that. Right. Um, because there's some countries that have it, and I think that's we need to get there soon um, to help protect the millennials and all the money that's going to be spent in the next couple of years uh, on their dime, so to speak. So uh, just to flesh that out a little bit more, will employers want to join this program, or do they do it on their own? Is it mandated? Are there penalties? Are there fees? What, what do we know about this? Well, what's interesting is the, the Bay Area, you know, the world of startups, and they've got employees that are being you know paid out of capital that has been raised, it's not like they're necessarily profitable and want to, you know, increase their expenses when they're trying to create a product, a service, and eventually be go public or be bought. So it kind of depends if you're struggling to make a profit versus profitable. I mean, if you're profitable, you're going to want to install your own plan anyways, and you're probably not doing it as an employer because you've just been too busy to think about it as you've been, you know, just focusing on being an entrepreneur. Um, the, the the only positive thing that I see about this plan, Rob, of the, the California plan, if you use that as the option, is that the employer is not considered a fiduciary. And as you know from the event that we did for QuickBooks at that QuickBooks Connect event, that you know offering a plan means you're a fiduciary and you have to help choose decent funds. And that's the other thing that employers really need to focus on is that the Department of Labor is dead set again uh, as far as going after bad 401k plans and you need to review your 401k and offer good ones so if if you're a small business owner um and you've got you you know you're, you're doing okay you have several employees offering a safe harbor 401k plan is not that expensive and you allow the employees to participate if they do you might match up to maybe three percent of pay and then the annual costs are pretty darn cheap. So I would choose to do it on your own with a safe harbor 401k if you're a smaller business. Okay. Now, coming up at our event on Thursday, um, the Income and Retirement 10 Pillars is lunchtime, 11 to 1. We've never really done a lunch event. What are you, how are you feeling about that? It's going to be hard to eat and talk at the same time, so it might be a little sloppy. I guess we'll might wait until afterwards. But people can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. They can also listen to your show today uh, from 2 to 3 p.m. here on AM 1220 KDOW to get some more insights on the event as well as what you do. What if people are self-employed and everyone they deal with um, just 1099? You know, what are their saving options? Well, the best one is uh, typically an individual 401k. A lot of self-employed people and CPAs use the SEP. Um, as the go-to plan, but an individual 401k is just as easy to set up. Most brokerage firms offer them for free, like TD Ameritrade, for example. You still have to choose your investment advisor or do your own investing with it, 
But an individual 401k uh, allows you to do the SEP type contribution along with a salary deferral of 18,000 bucks or 24,000 if you're over 50. Um, and so that's a great, great plan, especially let's say you're a real estate agent and you know one year you make a ton of money and the next it's not so great. There's no you know specific requirements for contributions, but an individual 401k on a bad year if you're making under uh, you know 290 grand or so, an individual 401k will always let you get more into the plan. Um, once a small business owner or a self-employed person starts doing that distribution strategy, like an S corp where they take some as a salary and some as a distribution, you have to set up a payroll program. Um, and to make sure that you're able to do the deferral and get the deferral portion in before the end of the year. Uh, and then, you know, once you start making a lot of money and you're really over 45, you're self-employed, and you're trying to put away even more pre-tax, you look at the defined benefit plan, which um, is kind of like funding your own pension, and you can get a ton of money put away pre-tax. That's also great if you're, you know, a, a former business owner, you're retired, but you're still on several boards and being paid by several different companies as a 1099, I use the defined benefit plan quite a bit for those types of clients. So, again, that's kind of complicated. I'll just be quite honest with you, setting up payment plans and things along those lines. Um, not easy, and there's not really a good tutorial out there for people. Sometimes you have to figure it out and put together a team. Switching gears to the event on the your pillars, planning uh, for leaving for a surviving spouse. We've got about 30 seconds. What can we tell tell us about surviving spouses and TIA and things along those lines? Well, expenses aren't cut in half yet. Typically, the smaller Social Security check goes away, and the really the only decline in expenses tends to be food and clothing. So especially when there's an age difference, you've got to plan for your surviving spouse. And uh, we'll get into the TIAF, but basically the idea is that women are living longer, so they need to take calculated a little bit more risk, but calculated risk, not stupid risk. But uh, okay. women tend to have about 20% in cash versus 15% for men. Thanks. You can hear Chad today at 2 o'clock on this very same station. You can come see him Thursday, 10 Pillars Retirement Income and Dividend Stocks um, from 11 to 1, and then Retirement Wealth Planning from 630 to 830, Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Learn more at newfocusfinancial.com. And you serve your time, drinking all night long, staring at the walls of your jail-like home, listening to that song, cause it hurts just right, till everything is gone tonight. Never, never mind, bleeding heart, bleeding heart, never, never mind your bleeding heart. Call Rob Black now, 800 800- 516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. One of the big parts of our economy, no doubt, is the auto industry. Right now, going on in Los Angeles, is the 2017 North American Auto Show. To join us, mean us joining us now, talk a little bit about it, Rachel Bhattacharya. Rachel, how are you? I am great. How are you doing? Doing well. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are, who you work for, and why are you covering the LA Auto Show? Sure. So I am a director with Maven, which is a mobility startup within General Motors, and we yeah. are focused on really the next generation of car sharing. 
So we offer our members a seamless experience. It's easy. We've removed all of the pain and friction points. And we're really allowing fractional ownership or access to a vehicle for someone that may be in an urban center where full-time ownership doesn't make sense for them. So now with this, General Motors is able to bring transportation opportunities to people ahead of individual ownership and then down the road when they are in the life stage where they're looking for a car, obviously we can meet that need too. Which is pretty cool to look at the evolution of cars. We just went from having cars to like rental cars to zip cars to all the different forms of mobility today with Lyft and Uber and now fractional ownership. It seems to make sense and it could be a big money saver. Um, how does this tie into the LA Auto Show? So we have a lot of really great launches happening at the LA Auto Show right now. And in particular, I'm really excited about the Bolt. So that's an offering that we're going to try and bring into many of our programs. So we have a city program where individuals can check out and use the car by the hour or for as long as a few days. We have a residential program, and many of the residences and real estate developers that we work with are very interested in offering EV options to their customers. And then we also have an offering. You mentioned Uber and Lyft. We have a partnership with Lyft, and we bring vehicles to their rideshare drivers. And for those drivers, an EV is an amazing savings from a gas perspective, which is their single biggest operating cost. So for many people that are self-employed, you know, bringing an offering where they can take a vehicle and now it becomes an asset with which they can earn an income is pretty incredible. So Maven is really also unlocking that opportunity as well. How tough is it to get the word out, or is it tough to get the word out? Because... I'm getting older, and I'm just, I can use Lyft. I know Uber pretty well, but fractional ownership, it doesn't really jive with me yet. When will that start happening? When will the, the masses be educated on this? Yeah, it's funny. You can definitely see generational differences. So a lot of Maven's customers, core customers, are millennials, and I'm older than that too. <laughs> but for me, I mean, there's some use cases. So as an example, We've launched one-way options where I can take a car, go to the airport, leave it there. There's a parking spot at both ends, and I can stop on my, my flight, and I'm not paying for parking, right? So things like that appeal to everybody. Um, and so a lot of it just comes down to, you know, it's pretty easy, I think, to get millennials on board with the sharing economy. That's something that they've embraced, and it's, it's a great opportunity for us to, in turn, kind of embrace them as we give them an offering that's relevant. Um, I think, to your point, you know, it's, you do have to get the word out more about what are the advantages and the flexibility um, with people that are maybe a little bit older um, or just, frankly, less interested in the sharing economy. I would argue that even for somebody that owns a car, our offerings are a great complement to that. So I drive a very small car, but if I wanted access to a large SUV because I was going to Ikea or something, I can add that without having the expense of you know, keeping a larger vehicle just for those one-off occasions. Or if I'm having a midlife crisis, I could probably get like a Jaguar and uh, there you go. not own it. <laughs> not, just go on one big trip with a Jaguar. it. But we can hook you up with a Cadillac. Cadillac, I like it. Um, what are you seeing at the LA Auto Show? Are they, I see some headlines coming through, like SUVs are the big buzz. What's the floor like? Is there any magical, like the Volt, obviously, is one of those magical vehicles out there, one that you own. Um, are you seeing anything really cool on the floor? Yeah, I mean, the Bolt is definitely the headline for us. Um, I think it's amazing. Obviously, the Colorado looks great. Um, Buick has a new vehicle out. Um, the Cadillac with our plug-in, I think, is great. So it's really fun to watch how many moves GM has been doing on a variety of fronts. I mean, we have everything happening here from EVs to SUVs, and I think that just speaks to the breadth of the company and what they're able to achieve. One of my neighbors just put a solar panel roof in his house, and then one week later he bought a solar-powered car or an electric-powered car, of, like a Volt. 
Um, and they're kind of going hand in hand, and he's doing it for his kids because um, they want the green planet, they want the the electric car, and I like it. It's but it is very generational. It's a, it's a transition that's taking some time. It is, and I think that the economics of it pencil so well that once people begin, I think, to experience these cars, it'll really take off. I think from our end, um, the ability to place the Bolt in particular into rideshare use, some of those vehicles are putting a tremendous amount of miles on in a year. And so the ability to take all of those emissions off and out of the, you know, the environment is pretty amazing. So the impact you can make um, with these vehicles is really, really exciting to me. I have a child myself, so knowing that we're contributing towards a greener future is a big deal for me. It is. That's kind of what I was trying to get at, and you put it in better words than I could. Um, Anything else going on at the show that you want to bring to our awareness? Uh, No, I mean, other than just definitely please come and check it out. I think this is always an incredible opportunity to see the best of what the different manufacturers have to offer. I think it's an opportunity to just really get excited, and especially in Los Angeles. I mean, it's such a car town that you, you just get such great energy here. Thanks very much, Rachel. So that is Rachel Bhattacharya. Uh She's Director of Mobility at Maven. She's covering the auto show in Los Angeles. The auto show, if you open up any newspaper right now, it's pretty big headline stuff. Ford's got a new EcoSport SUV. It's going to be imported from India. You're like, whoa. Nissan's got a strange new Juke SUV, and the Juke gets stranger and stranger. So as if Nissan's Juke didn't already look really odd on the street, um, it kind of looks like a 1978 sports car. It's goofy. I mean, it's just awkward looking, but I'm not one to say anything about car style because I'm just not that smart. Um, it's not my area of expertise, but it's got a cosmetic package. It's got some pretty cool accents on it, um, and they've made some uh, pretty big endorsements out of it with um, actors and actresses. So uh, big time for car makers, and it's a big part of our economy, and China, you know, recently said, like, hey, if Trump plays around with tariffs, we'll stop buying your cars, and we'll stop buying your iPhones. But the cars is one that would scare Americans. Uh, The Mini came out at the L.A. Auto Show, and they've got um, some bigger Mini, one called a Mini Countryman. So it's bigger than any of the Mini brands out there with their British heritage. Uh, Do we want that? Again, I don't know. Toyota's got some small SUVs at the show, Um, the quirky-looking CHR the Sion um, as well, and that car is built in Turkey. Um, So, again, you're seeing some pretty odd little announcements come out. Um, What else was there? I saw one Volvo, uh, who's getting kind of investigation problems going on right now. They showed off the S90 sports wagon, but Jaguar's got an electric vehicle out that some people think uh, will scare Tesla. So that made its debut, the I-Pace SUV. Uh, Check it out if you are big into cars. I'm not, but if you are, the LA Auto Show is the place to be right now. Big event coming up this week for me. Don't forget, I'm going to be doing two events in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. One, a lunch event from 11 to 1, and one, an event from 6.30 to 8.30. Both of them tied towards retirement. The first one, the lunch one's more income-oriented. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. decades away from retirement. You might be staring it in the face. Wherever you are in life, some smart decisions now can make a huge difference in the kind of retirement you enjoy. 
This Thursday, two of the Bay Area's leading financial experts will be in Palo Alto to help guide you down the right path. Learn the 10 pillars of retirement income during a lunchtime seminar hosted by Rob Black and certified financial planner Chad Burton. They'll show you how to reduce risk and lower taxes, provide valuable estate planning tips, and give you the lowdown on bond alternatives, retirement products, portfolio structure, and more. Free lunch provided by New Focus Financial. For those at or near retirement, there's an evening session where you'll learn strategies for protecting your estate and generating secure, steady retirement income, plus the five retirement mistakes you need to avoid. It's all this Thursday at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Details at robblack.com, where you can register for either session now. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblack.com. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. One of the funnier, not funnier, one of the headlines that stuck out to me reading the papers this morning was Home Depot saying, Hurricane Matthew in Louisiana flooding made us $100 million. It's interesting the way you make money in this world, in the world of investing, and headlines along those lines. One of the people I like to read each and every day, Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com. Mr. O'Hare, how are you today? Hey, good morning, Rob. I'm doing well, thank you. Let me be remiss. I forgot last week to congratulate you on your Cubs. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. I think we're all still trying to uh, focus uh, more on that in Chicago than on some other uh, recent events, but uh, (laughs) it's good to know that uh, the drought is over. (laughs) <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Let's let's kind of talk about those recent events. Uh, sure. The Trump the Trumpforia on Wall Street lasted for a couple of days, but it's kind of gone sideways to down since then. Uh, what should we be expecting in the next couple of months and maybe the next couple of years? Well, uh, you know, I think in the next couple of months, you probably do have a setup now to where you see a uh, a positive bias in the equity market uh, going into year end. Um, you've had such an extraordinary move off the election night lows uh, that I think it's um, woken up a lot of uh, people to the to this notion that you could potentially see uh, stronger growth in 2017 uh, if some of these policies that are being discussed within the Trump administration do in fact get enacted. That being, you know, tax cuts and. Uh, uh, fiscal stimulus that's oriented around infrastructure spending. Um, it, you know, there's obviously going to be a price to pay for those plans, uh, right? And the market may ultimately come back around to trying to uh, uh, to hold the administration's feet to the fire a little more uh, acutely uh, in coming years if those costs lead to a, a you know considerable pickup in interest rates. Uh, as well as an increase in the debt and the deficit. So so those are some longer-range issues that are out there on the distant horizon. And I think in the near horizon at the moment, I think there's been a mind shift, uh, uh, sentiment shift, really, uh, into this idea that you now have the potential for policies that could drive stronger economic growth, which has been lacking in, in the past several years, combined with what we're starting to see uh, being a pickup in earnings growth. So it, 
it could be a good combination that just kind of creates some good vibes here into year end. Uh, and uh, that's what I would be expecting, um, barring some really uh, precipitous spike in interest rates uh, from their current levels. Now, one of the things Donald Trump has talked about is spending a lot of money, hundreds of billions of dollars on infrastructure improvements. Clearly, that's going to steal from our children uh, because that's money that obviously has to be printed. Um, but there's also some ideas that he could try to repatriate some of the foreign seized dollars. Apple's got billions of dollars overseas. Um, do you think he's going to be able to pull off infrastructure plans or, or, or economic plans without really hurting our future? Tough question, I know. Uh, no, <laughs> quite frankly. Okay. I mean, I just, you know, I just think that uh, where the entitlement programs stand currently with Medicare and Social Security and, and given the demographic challenges we'll be facing in coming years, um, it's going to be, uh, it, you know, I think I'm like most people. I mean, I think you, you pull in for the, for the favorable outcome, obviously. Um, but I think the, the math behind it just isn't going to, isn't going to work. Um, you know, these programs, uh, these stimulus programs won't come cheaply. Um, and I know that the counter argument is that, the, you know, the cut in tax rates, you know, should ultimately lead to the strong, you know, stronger levels of growth. An, an increased tax revenue um, that ultimately compensates for some of these lower tax rates and keeps the deficit under control. Um, but you know, I'm I'm reluctant at this point really to think that uh, that there's not going to be a, uh, as you say, a price to pay for you know our children really uh, based on what's. What might not only unfold here in the next few years, but let's be honest, what's unfolded here, you know, over the last, you know, 10 to 12 years, really, in terms of um, uh, efforts to jumpstart the economy through tax cuts and, you know, stimulus programs and the like, um, you know, and here we're staring at a, uh, you know, a debt-to-GDP ratio of about 106% right now, uh, which seems likely to rise, and, uh, you know, those entitlement issues aren't aren't going away. Um, so um, so there's some big uh, big fiscal issues hanging out there on the horizon, and I think it'll be very challenging to, uh, to make them go away. Changing gears to maybe more positive, maybe the holiday season, uh, will the Trump presidency scare people away? Should we – I've – kind of said privately to friends and family, maybe spend a little less this Christmas just to see how the economy plays out in the early parts of 2017. Have your emergency fund a little bit heavier. Have your savings, you know, have a little bit more of a buffer as there's just this transition with Trump and there's also a transition with higher interest rates coming down the road, it looks like. Right. Um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, we're at a, obviously at a crossroads here and it's, it's tough to figure out, you know, what the next step is, right? I mean, the, the narrative sounds encouraging, right? Just in the very near term that things will get better, that more jobs will be created and, you know, earnings, uh, you know, income will be, be increasing. Um, you know, I, I think what we see, what unfolded here with the election is that, uh, you have reason to think that there will be more of these, quote, pro-growth policies enacted because there won't be um, as much of an obstruction as Congress uh, to, you know, to, to get in the way of that. Um, you know, the GOP's got control of both houses, um, not a supermajority in the, 
in the Senate, but nonetheless still has majority control there. And uh, and so there's ample reason to think that you know the policies endorsed by the by the Republicans are are going to be enacted, and they are oriented around these uh, quote pro growth ideas. And so you know, so you you hope that things do do play out in a favorable fashion, so that you don't need to. Like you're saying, you don't need to kind of like go into a bunker-like mentality waiting for, you know, the next bomb to drop. Um, but um, but there's some uh, certainly a veil of uncertainty that's hanging out there in terms of, you know, what really will we get, what what's really going to unfold uh, under President Trump's leadership here. And, and so there's, there's probably some reason, yeah, to be, be a little bit more conservative there in terms of how you think of your, your spending plans. But I think... You know, ultimately, what we see is really if, if a consumer is feeling good about their job prospects, um, their income growth prospects, um, you know, they're going to spend, you know, regardless of, you know, who's sitting in the White House, uh, I, I believe anyway. And, and so um, so I, I, just, I just think, you know, looking at what's going on within the stock market right now, there is some pent-up uh Hope, enthusiasm, if you will, for the fact that there there won't be gridlock uh, and there will be something different, and and hopefully that something different will um, you know will manifest itself in stronger growth and stronger earnings growth and and higher stock prices. Do you like the 21st century news plays that are uh, the Facebooks, the Googles, and the Twitters? Because I mean, look at Trump. Most of his stories were tied towards Trump tweeting in the middle of the night. He's mad about something. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's a product of the times, right? It's not going away. And I think uh, ultimately each individual voter has to decide for themselves, you know, what they're going to read on those social media platforms and what they're going to believe. Um, there's a wealth of information out there. Not all of it is accurate, um, uh, but there's certainly plenty of it. And, you know, it really is just going to boil down to, you know, individual mindset. And, and I think, you know, really when it comes to this particular election where you, you have – Two presidential candidates that you know pretty much you know certainly don't like each other, um, and which who have created plenty of divisiveness on both sides. You know, I think a lot of voters already have their mind made up anyway. Prior to all of the scandals and and all of the investigations and, and whatnot, um, but um, you know, but the social media platform is is I think an important dynamic here. Just. For our society, I mean, it's not going away, and it's it's creating a lot of debate, a lot of spirited debate, uh, and I think it's probably pulling in, you know, more people uh, to vote than might have been the case had the social media platform not been in existence at this juncture. Let's turn the page now and talk about something that Briefing.com also talks about other than politics, um, the markets. Uh, CVS Health is in the news today. They kind of dropped a bomb um, on expectations of retail prescriptions, that sector's been decimated in the last six, 30 to 60 days, do you, probably because of Hillary Clinton. Do you look at that as a buying opportunity, or, is, again, is that out of your vision, per se? Yeah, no, well, no, you know, I mean, like, the demographics uh, are certainly in favor of the healthcare sector. You know, there's there's little argument over that. And, you know, when you look at a warning like we got out of CVS Health today, you know, I, I do see that as a as an opportunity, you know, for a value based investor to you know take advantage of a of the fallout in a in an industry leader like CVS Health. I mean, it's still extremely profitable. It will adjust to these changing industry dynamics. 
Um, and as it does, I mean, you want to be affiliated with industry leaders. Uh, they have the the balance sheet to handle it. Um, they have the innovative capabilities to to win from this. I think, and uh, you know, and this stock is down almost thirty percent, really, from its high in May. Uh, and so, in the context of a market that looks stretched otherwise. Uh, you know, CVS Health stands out as, as a nice, Thanks. you know, long-term idea, perhaps, given this warning we've seen. It's Patrick O'Hare. He's awesome. I appreciate him. He works with Briefing.com. I read his page one every day. I read his big picture every Friday. Uh, good stuff at Briefing.com, well beyond just Patrick O'Hare. Talented staff that really looks at the markets on an independent, domestic, and international level. Black.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. A lot of things to talk about. Obviously, a big event coming up this Thursday. Last chance to see me live. Doing an educational seminar. You can sign up for it. It's at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto right now uh, for Thursday. It's uh, two events. One's going to be a lunch. It's $5. The uh, lunch isn't $5. Lunch is free if you pay $5 to get in the door. If you've never been to an event, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com, and I'll send you a code so that you can sign up. Um, I want as many people there as possible. Obviously, it's good for the ego, but it's also, you know, I'm sorry not to, I'm not winding down my career, but I'm not going to be doing this forever. Um, so let's get as much education out there as, as we can. You can sign up for either event. The first one is tied towards income and retirement, and also a lot about retirement. Um, second one is going to be tied towards wealth preservation and retirement planning, uh, kind of a bigger focus versus the bullet shot focus of the first event. You can sign up for either event at Rob Black Show. It's the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto, both events, one in the uh, lunchtime and one in the early evening, 6.30 to 8.30. So hopefully I will see you out there. Now, hitting some of the headline news out there today, and there's there's some good stuff. A lot of the auto show, which we already covered with an interview. Um, Jaguar is trying to scare Tesla. The new Jaguar I-Pace concept has the potential of becoming a breakthrough vehicle. It's If you want a luxury SUV, it could cause quite a headache for Tesla. It will be mo- both powerful and capable of long-distance cruising. Jaguar built the electric motors into both axles with 200 horsepower each for a total of 400 horsepower with the battery pack being built into the floor. It's expected to have a good range of about 220 miles. So that's out there. Now you want to hear the cojones of the day award? The cojones of the day award has to go, in my opinion, to none other than Apple. They're releasing a $300 book containing 450 photos of Apple products. It's kind of like a catalog, a coffee table book of all things Apple. And you don't think of Apple as, it's not an iBook, it's not anything electronic, which I still think they should come up with an iCoffin so that when you die, people can send you text messages, uh, because they're kind of running out of ideas. So, 
Um, the other idea coming out of Apple today is that they're working on some smart glasses. Um, and I just go back to Google Glass, and it, it just, it honestly, I'm not going to say the word scare. I just don't know if it's going to, you know, fly or catch on or do what it what we want it to. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about that one. So, and that's supposed to come out in 2018. So, it has been leaked, again, from credible sources, which Bloomberg typically works with, that they are working on some sort of glasses. Um, and, again, that just makes me cringe a little bit. Because I remember Google Glass being this hyped, 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 hyped product, and it just wasn't what it needed to be. Apple Smart Glass product would be geared towards information conveyance instead of immersive augmented reality experience, like a lot of what's happening right now with uh, Microsoft's HoloLens. So the glasses may use augmented reality. The project is in early product testing at this point in time. Uh, the main component of any Apple Smart Glasses would be the lenses. And last week it was reported um, that Apple's optics partner was Carl Zeiss, which produces a lens called the Zeiss Smarts Optics. So there's some people are putting together the pieces of the puzzle. Elsewhere in the world of news and business, airline stocks are taking off today. Up, 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 and away. Airline stocks taking off after billionaire Warren Buffett disclosed a stake in the nation's four largest carriers. So Delta, American, United, and Southwest. And what's amazing about that is uh, Warren Buffett, back in the 70s, owned shares in uh, TWA. And it was a mistake. I mean, he basically felt burned for 30 years uh, and never got back in. But the Oracle of Omaha has had a change of heart. Um, Berkshire valued Delta American and United States as of September 30th at $249 million, $797 million, and $238 million. So it's not huge stakes, but it's definitely bigger than last. Staying with airlines, United Continental, an airline that I hate. Do you are you with me? Like you either hate airlines or love airlines, or do you just like they're all buses in the sky? Um, like I like Hawaiian Airlines probably because I'm going to Hawaii, you know, kind of thing. I like Virgin America because it's just a nicer experience. Um, I'm okay with Alaska, but then it starts to like JetBlue's good. But United Continental, I, I dislike, and I dislike them even more today. They're going to limit low fare customers to one carry-on bag that fits under a seat, and it's going to defer dozens of aircraft deliveries from Boeing in an array of initiatives to try to boost profit. Now, that's good if you're a shareholder, but I think we already feel burdened. So United says customers who buy its cheapest fares will not be assigned seats until the day of the departure, meaning people on the same ticket may be split apart. United will also prohibit these travelers from carrying on bags that can only fit into overhead bins, and they will not accrue miles towards elite status. Um, they think the move, these little simple moves, will add up to $4.8 billion in operating income per year. Uh, fair initiatives like basic economy will account for about a billion dollars of this. It's pretty unclear right now if you know similar bag limits from rivals will go into place. Airlines have frequently copied each other in the past, like they have when they added fees for checked luggage. So they're not exactly big thinkers. Um, you know, Continental, United Continental, will say, well, customers told us they want to have more choice in basic economy deliveries. Um, you know, just it delivers just that. Um, so they're saying the boarding process will be faster because fewer customers will be searching for overhead bin space. So now they're taking that away from you, just so you know.
Um, Jaguar could scare Tesla. That's the big story out of the L.A. Auto Show. I think that's a pretty good sh- uh, story. And retail sales surged in October. So the economy is doing A-OK. Apple selling a $300 book. Kind of crazy. Come out and see me at my last event for the year. Uh, you can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. Ten pillars of retirement income from 10, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And from the evening, 6.30 to 8.30, it's going to be Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. And sign up today. And if you need a free passcode, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. But sign up today at Rob Black Show. It's the Palo Alto Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.